0: disappeared. And so God put a provision in the law that a widow without children could be married by her brothers-in-law to continue her husband's family. While you didn't have any living brothers-in-law, both my sons died, I had several family members whom God's law gave responsibility to take care of us. If there were no brothers, there were uncles or cousins. It didn't extend beyond that, but if there were uncles or cousins, God gave them the responsibility to continue the family line. And so, the, the problem was, I didn't know if any of them would take that responsibility. You see, no, people weren't keeping God's law. They were serving idols. They were doing all kinds of different things. You never knew whether someone was keeping God's law or not, or which parts of God's law they were keeping. So I didn't know what the future would hold for us. But when you came home from the fields that day, just after we arrived, and you told me that you'd been to my cousin Boaz's field. It felt as though God's light had finally shined on me again. And and then when when you you showed me how much grain you'd got, you weren't harvesting, you were just picking up the scraps, but you came home with with that enormous bag of grain. Uh, I just knew that Boaz had the heart to be open to accepting the responsibility that God had given him. Not only to continuing uh, the line with with children, but to taking care of us. I trusted his heart and God's law. So Ruth says, that that law has always been a little strange to me. We didn't have anything like that in, in Moab. You and I are in this desperate place. I mean, sure, we have land, but what a two women can't run a farm by ourselves. And you tell it, and and God provides a replacement husband for me? That's really going to put Match.com out of business, isn't it? (laughs) Naomi replies, that's right. A husband for you and a grandson for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I think back that day on the road where you decided to come to Bethlehem with me. That was the lowest point of my life. It was lower than when my husband died. It was lower even than when my first son died or when my second son died because this was a reality that I had nothing. I fully intended for you and Orpah to turn around and go back and I would be on my own returning a failure, a disappointment, a disobedient, disappointing failure returning to Bethlehem. But then you said that you were coming with me. And from that point, time and again, God showed his faithfulness to me, And it's so much easier for me to be faithful to God when I remember that he's always faithful to me. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's where the interview ended. <coughs> and it got me thinking at the end of Naomi's comments there. As she says, it's easier for me to be faithful when I'm reminded that God is always faithful me and in 2nd Timothy chapter 2, verses 11 13, the apostle Paul is writing to Timothy and he says to this young preacher who's been traveling to different places, uh, but he's having a hard time. And now Paul finds himself having a hard time in prison. And, and so, in the midst of this hardship, this low point in both of their their ministries, both of their lives, uh, Paul is seeking to encourage him, to keep up the good fight. And he, to do so, he points Timothy to a, a hymn or a poem, it was something that was well known. And um, it'd be kind of like if I say, uh, let sleeping dogs lie, right? Everybody knows the proverb. But if I say, you know, this is the right time to let sleeping dogs lie. It's like I validate it. Okay? I confirm it. You know this truth, and I want to affirm it to you. You already know the phrase. You may or may not be convinced about its truthfulness. And so, Paul and Timothy know this poem, and Paul just writes and says, Remember these words? I promise you they're true. Okay? And then he writes them out for him. If we died with him, we will also live with him. Talking about Jesus. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. And I want to just unpack this a little bit. It seems to me that this passage is a good description for the roller coaster of faith on which Naomi traveled. And the first two ideas are what we would expect. It's what Naomi expected. If I'm faithful, uh, if I die with God, with Christ, I'm gonna live with him. If I endure, if I stick with it, if I get there to the end, I'm going. To reign with Him. If I do good, I'll get good. And and then on the other hand, if I disown Jesus, disown God, if I walk away from Him, then God is going to give me that freedom to go. And and in fact, He'll say, okay, I'll take that freedom. If you walk away from me, I'm not going to chase you. I mean, I sort of will, but it's your choice. I'll be here for you but you have the freedom that you want, and he will disown us. And so you would expect that, right? That do good, get good, do bad, get bad, and you go, That's, that makes sense. That fits the way that Naomi sees the world. But then we come to the last of these statements. In verse 13. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. And, and this is unexpected as we work our way down through this, uh, this passage. Because suddenly the reaction is contrary to the action. The, the action is not that I'll do good, I'll get good. It's not I'll do bad, I'll get bad. The action is I'll do bad, I'll get How does that work? And so when we say here that if we are faithless, faithless is different from disown. Disown is the idea that we walk away from God. If I disown you, I'm having nothing more to do with you. I've made a decision. The relationship is at an end. And God says, okay, if that's what you want. On the other hand, faithless describes these times in our lives where we struggle with sin and sometimes give in. It, it's these times in our lives where we come into these obstacles and we can't get past them. Perhaps we don't have the faith resources. We don't have the knowledge. We don't have the understanding. We don't have the support of other Christians around us. And, and we get to this point in our life and we can't move forward. And sometimes we may even revert back to, to what we're familiar with to our old ways, our our self-absorbed ways of handling these issues and these situations. And and we we leave God out of that picture because sometimes we just don't know how to include God in the picture. Sometimes we don't want to include God in that particular part of our lives because we do give in to temptation, we do sin, and we make that as a choice. But very often our choice to sin in the moment is not a choice to walk away from God. It's just a moment, it's, it's oftentimes a case of saying, God, will you just wait outside the room for a moment? I'll be out, right? I'll be back on Sunday, right? But, um, but, and that is more like what we're saying is faithless rather than disowning him. And we've all been there, haven't we? In those times where our faith hasn't lived up to the standards that we want it to. And it's so easy for us to think, oh, I have disappointed God. I have let him down. I've traveled to Moab. God's going to disown me. And God says, no. No, I I never said that. In fact, what I said is if you're faithless in those moments, I am still who I have always been. I am still here for you. I am am still faithful. Still full of faith towards you. And and that doesn't, in a sense, doesn't make sense because we have faith in God. We trust Him to care for us, to save us, to forgive us. All these things that we trust Him, we have faith in Him to do. Why would God have faith in us to do anything when we let Him down? And so what it means simply is that God is reliable. God is dependable. God is faithful, and he is not giving up on us because there are times in our life when we have less faith than we should. That last line is also eye-catching, isn't it? For he cannot disown himself. What's that got to do with it? You see, one of the interesting things about the law for Naomi and Ruth, is that when Naomi, uh, Ruth and Boaz had a son, biologically, it's Boaz's son. But legally, it's the son of Ruth's first husband. So that his line could continue, his family line would continue. And... And so Boaz steps in, takes the place of that husband who has already died, and then makes a family um, with with Ruth. And that's, in so many ways, indicative of our relationship with with God. That when we're desperate, Jesus steps in, takes our place, and makes us family with God. And so we become, when we accept his salvation, we become his family. We become part of God's family, part of God's children. Uh, Elsewhere we're told that we become the body of Christ. And so he cannot disown himself because his children are part of who he is now, part of his family. God remains faithful. And so, in those days where we're ready to give up on God, in the grayness of life, the uncertainty and the struggle, when we don't know what the future holds, where we don't understand why things are happening to us, where we find, us at a, find ourselves at a Naomi place on the road, God remains faithful. Because when Naomi thought that she was forgotten, when Naomi thought that she was cursed, when she was on the verge of giving up, when she was bitter with God about the bitterness in her life, God was faithful to her. And so there are two things that I want us to take home today. The first is that I want, you to, want us to leave with a clear distinction between the idea of disowning and struggling, or faithful, faithlessness. They're not the same. And, and sometimes we can look at people who are struggling and we can be quick to write them off as disowning God. Say, so, well, God doesn't have time for you if you can't get that sorted out. You just need to make Him a priority. You need to get that right. and You need to... But they're still working on it. If they're still listening to you say stuff like that, they're still looking to God. They haven't disowned Him. They haven't walked away. So there's a difference. And that's good news for us. And it should be good news for the people around us. Because God is patient with those who struggle with our faith. And that's the first thing for us to walk away with today. The second thing is that God is faithful to us. That He's loving. That He's gracious. Even when we're not sure how we feel about Him. So how faithful was God to Naomi? Well, Not only did she get a grandson, her great, great grandson was David the king. And thousands of years later, her descendant gave birth to Jesus. God was faithful to Naomi, and God will be faithful to you and to me. It's just who he is. We're going to have a have a song at this time and uh, during that song if you have a uh, prayer card just hold it up and we'll collect those and um, then we'll be led in the Lord's Supper There's a fountain free, tears for you